by myself. Said I go if I have to by myself. If my mother or my father. Oh, uh-huh. 
We ask now, Father, that you continue to hold them in the hollow of your hand, Father. And keep them, Father, and protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father. For they need you right now, Father. Lord, I just thank you right now. We ask now, Father, that you bless their parents this morning, Father. And help them, Father, to continue to lead their children in a godly fashion. Lord, thank you right now, Father. We ask that you look down upon our sick and shut in. Oh, Heavenly Father, for you know what's going on with them, Father. We ask that you just move in their lives in a mighty and powerful way. And bless them, Father. Bless the homeless this morning, Father. Provide shelter for them, Father, and food for them, Father. Touch the bereaving family this morning, Father. And let them know that joy will come in the morning, Father. And then, Father, I pray that you would just touch my family up in Connecticut, Father, and bless them and let them know that joy will come, that you're God Almighty, and that you're still in control. Lord, I just thank you right now, Father. Thank you, Father. But we have so much so much, Father, we thank you for. And then, Father, we ask that you continue to bless the leaders of this church, Father. Look down upon Reverend Jenkins, Father, and continue to hold him in the hall of your hand. It is in the blessed name of our son, Jesus, that we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen.
morning. We pray, God, rich and blessed upon each and every one of you, my father's children. We are now going to turn the remainder of the service over to the hands of the Lord.
Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent grace. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with temple and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And we know that God's word is already blessed. It's our time now for our family prayer and all the prayer. And you know how we do that. Anyone that wants special prayer, we ask you to just move on to the front. And we ask you to be joined together. Spiritually, we're going to touch and agree that God goes on behalf. Not only on those in the sanctuary, but also that those are on the airways listening to us. And he, can, he touches their heart. He meets them at their need. Amen? Corporate we know this power in agreement. And we know that if we touch and agree with us, each other then that God will rule on our behalf. Amen? Let us put your tongue of praise. Oh Lord of God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, once another time we come, you've been so good to us. We want to just say thank you. Father God, you've been better than us. We've been to ourselves. We just want to say thank you. We ask, oh Father God, right now, that you create us a clean heart and renew in us the right spirit. And then we've done that, Father God, we ask you for fresh anointing. We know we're not worthy, Father God, but because of your son called Jesus, his blood that covers us, we have a right and a privilege to approach your throne boldly. So we ask, oh, Father God, that you look us look beyond our faults and meet us at our need. Somebody needs you for one thing, somebody needs you for others. But Father God, you know, you know all, see all, you're writing all the time. And Father God, you're more than able to deliver and provide for us. We thank you. We thank you right enough for being better than us we've been to ourselves. We thank you. That even when we did do right, you still blessed us. We thank you for our misfalls and our, and our shortcomings. We thank you for, the, for, for looking beyond those things. We thank you, Father God, for keeping us close to you right now. We thank you for allowing your son to sit at your right hand and make intercession for us. We thank you for that. So, Father God, right now, be Jehovah Jireh in the life of somebody. Father God, make a way out of no way. Be a strong provider. Come against failure in the lives of those people, your people, right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, turn this circumstance and situation around. Father God, we know that you're bombing, and giving in, and by your stripes we are healed. Father God, we know that you got more medicine in the hand of your garment than any promising in dispense. We ask, oh God, that you can bless your people, heal their body right now, strengthen them where they'll be. If anyone going through, Father God, God, major illness, any major illness, Father God, we ask you to just move it and control it in your way, Father God, so that you get the glory. Strengthen them where they're weak and build them up where they're torn down. Those are in my presence and under the sound of my voice. Move on their behalf, oh Father God. Father God, you say all sickness are not under death. So, Father God, we know that so many things happen to us just because you so need you can get the glory. We ask for Father God, allow our infirmity to become your glory. And in the meantime, raise your people up so that we they know that we serve a risen God. Right now, in the name of Jesus. 
I'm gonna fight our battles for us right now. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but with spiritual wickedness in high places. Father God, come against the Father and the Holy Spirit that inhabit the minds of people, Father God, to hinder your word, Father God, and hinder your people. Father God, be a strong tower. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you said you would raise a standard. Father God, raise a standard for us. We don't ask you for much, Father God. We just ask you just do what you say you would do in the word. And we'll stand on your word. If anything I said, Father God, I forgot to say. If not right with you, Father God, I forgot to say something. We ask that you allow your Holy Spirit to make the others what they love. Jesus, Father God, to say that prayer and make intercession for us. Hear our prayer the way it should be heard. Father God, go on our behalf. And if we feel certain things, Father God, we won't wait till the storm is past. We won't wait till the struggle is over. Father God, we will thank you in the midst of our circumstances and situation. If you do that for us right now, we'll be so very careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say amen. Amen. And amen. Put your hands God in
many of you in the sanctuary today. Bless your hearts, and we also um, thank God for those who are streaming online with us today. To God be all the glory. These are our announcements for today, Sunday, May 21st, 2023. Welcome you once again to our worship service, and we are so glad you're here. This morning, our young people were honored during our Sunday school hour, all of those who are going to the next level. Praise the Lord. Amen. They have done such an extraordinary job academically and also here at the church and attending Sunday school every single Sunday. We are so proud of you, and we thank God for you. We want to extend our appreciation to their Sunday school teacher, Sister um, Angela Brown, who's also our youth director, who has embraced these children and uh, guiding and training and molding them. We thank God for her and her assistant, Cheyenne. We appreciate your service. Our mission workshop, we need bees. Yes, that's right. We need bees. We need worker bees. Although that workshop is going to be held this Saturday morning uh, at 10.30 a.m., so we're inviting everyone to come back and enjoy uh, what is going to be presented to us at that time. Our colors, once again, black and yellow. So we're looking forward to having a wonderful time, so we're asking our family to be here um, to welcome our guests. Our annual Family and Friends Day is next Sunday, May 28th, and those of you who are doing what you need to do, family, we know what our responsibilities are. So we're looking forward to a wonderful time spiritually with the food of God and then with the Word of God and then that after, after service we're going to physical food and have a wonderful time under the tents outside. So we're looking forward to that. We will continue to pray for all those who are ailing and on our sick and recuperating list. We're so happy, Brother Isaiah is in the house today. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's this season now, but you know God is keeping you, my brother. He is keeping you, and to God be the glory. We continue to pray and lift up um, Deacon Johnson, who's still on the ailing list, but he's getting better and better. Praise God, and hopefully we will see him real soon. Along with Sister Furlow, she's, she's improving. So we want to continue to lift all of our ailing members up in prayer. But don't forget the church at large. Continue to pray for the church. Continue to pray for our pastor, uh, Reverend Jenkins. All of the family of God, we ask you to continue to lift them up in prayer. Our inspiring quote for today is as follows. Faith doesn't always mean that God changes your situation. Sometimes it means he changes you. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for all the great things that he is doing in our life. Amen. Now I want to welcome everybody to the sanctuary. Just welcome you back to the sanctuary. We got all, everybody here is home. And homebodies here today, we thank God for you being here. Continue, continue, continue to be faithful. Don't worry, everybody else, you just stay faithful and do what God called you to do. Amen? Amen. And God will take care of the rest. Remember what she said? I just want to touch on our family and friends. Make sure you bring somebody with you. Help us eat that food, that spiritual food, and that physical food, right? And our mission day, which is our mission um, 
they will be that Saturday before that uh, family and friends. Amen. God bless all our young people that uh, tribulate, tribulate, moving up to get promoted to the next grade level. God be with you. There's a word from God for you today. Amen. Amen. It will keep you long, but you are you deserve to be congratulated because God is on your side. Everything will be just all right. Amen. 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 We're going to bring God to uh, Jesus up and let him lead us into our tithes and offering. Amen. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. For I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive them. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come and return a portion of the many blessings that you've given us. Bless this offering. Bless each of us. In Jesus' name we
Our Father who art in heaven, we acknowledge that we have missed the divine mark in many ways. But we're glad today that we serve a forgiving God when we have a broken and contrite spirit. We're glad today that in that we had sin and no solution without you, that you went to Calvary and gave us an opportunity to be reconciled, gave us an opportunity to witness through the power of the Holy Spirit, by faith, your death and your resurrection. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your starting the church. As the scripture says that you gave yourself for the church, meaning that you died and we acknowledge you as the head of the church. We thank you for one more day to come to worship and praise you. We pray that all that is said and done might be in accordance with your will and your purpose. For we know that false worship is putrid in your nostrils and you give us no credit. You detest false worship. But we're glad today that we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for the special anointing that you give on our pastor. And we ask that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your divine word. And that we might not just hear, but we will hear and respond in a positive way. Anoint him afresh. Continue to fill him with your Holy Spirit. Keep us and guide us and lead us to that way of everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray.
now redeemed. Bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. Turn your Bibles with me. This portion of scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 24. 1 Samuel chapter 24. This is our baccalaureate service. And in keeping with that, I've asked the Lord to give me something to speak to that effect. To Dr. Jenkins and because of our young people, I'm going to actually say I'm pretty sure and actually do it. Huh? Yes, sir. First Samuel chapter 24. We will commence reading that verse 1. First Samuel chapter 24. <clears throat> When you didn't say amen. amen. And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheep coats. By the way, it was a cave, and Saul went to cover his feet, and David and his men remained in the, in the size of the cave, inside the cave. And the men of David said unto him, Behold the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose, and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privately, privately. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. The Lord's anointed to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. But Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterward and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. He bowed himself to Saul. Look at verse 6. And he said unto his man, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. I want to put a tag in this text as you take your seats. Make the right choice. Make the right choice. Make the right choice. Young people and new rules, I want to share with you for a few minutes words of wisdom pastoral encouragement to all 
uh, students promoting to the next grade, graduating from college, those who listen to me, high school and college, to ones who successfully made it to the next grade level. During this personal time and this commencement season that we are in, this service was chosen and designated to give us an opportunity to honor your accomplishments. But also to give God thanks in this day and age for keeping you. I would say this to you, and hear me well, a head full of sense and a heart full of sin is a menace to society. You can have a PhD or a college degree or a high school degree, whatever, but without some God, you're just a smart devil. Our world right now is in danger of being destroyed. Not so much by unlettered ignorance, but by unsanctified intelligence. That is, what I'm talking about is intelligence that has not been baptized in the grace of God. That is why God has led me to share with all of us that we need to make the right choice and do the right godly thing. Make the right choice and do the godly right thing. This story in this text is the story of David, not yet king. He was set out to be king, not yet king. And David is hiding in a cave in Engedi. And Saul, who is insanely jealous of David, why? Because the women have started singing a new song, Deacon Cook. All right, now. They say Saul has slain thousands, but David has slain 10,000. And Saul's rage has made him almost insane. He hates David with such a furious hatred that he chooses the choicest men in Israel. The text said 3,000 of them to hunt David down. Are y'all still with Pastor? But unbeknownst to Saul, David and his warriors are hiding in a cave. And while they are in the back of the cave hiding, Saul is searching for David. And Saul has not yet found David. Saul goes in the same cave that David is hiding in to relieve himself. That phrase that you see in the text, covering his feet, <clears throat> Saul is in the cave using the bathroom. Y'all with me? Uh -huh. And while he's stooping and relieving himself, David's men notices it, and David, because they're all in the cave, Saul don't know they're in there. David's men say, here's your chance, David. You're supposed to be Israel king anyway. Go up now, stab him in the back, kill him, and you can take the throne. David now has a choice to make. David goes up to Saul. And Saul does not hear him or see him. But David knows that Saul is God's anointed. He knows the order. 
Y'all hear me? I know some of us are real smart. Some of y'all are real smart. And you know you're destined for greatness. But when your time comes, it will be your time. You don't have to work upon nothing. You don't have to make no wicked decisions to get to where you think that you know you're <coughs> destined to get more quickly than you should get there. Rest yourself in God. Wait on the Lord and be a good. I'm a little witness. You can't get before God. When God's ready, He will. When God is ready, He will give you what is due you. God got stuff with your name on it. I don't care if homeboy in school got all the attention when he in school. They pay no attention to you. I'm guarantee you that they will come and he will filter out and you will rise as a star. I'm telling you. Don't worry about you are fat today. Or you think you don't look good enough. I said, fat, because fat, hey, I like my thick sister. There ain't nothing wrong with fat. I just, let me correct myself. You just don't think you look good. Y'all with me? You think you don't look good. Guess what? Give it a few years. Can I share a quick story? I remember when I was in high school, Dr. Jenkins. It was this cheerleader in high school, Sister Jenkins. She was a fine sister. But I ain't saying nothing because, you know, I think nobody don't like me, so I ain't saying nothing to her. I tried and got great one day and said something. She didn't speak back to me. She never spoke to me. After I graduated school, Sister Morrison, I went into a Home Depot. <laughs> that same chili, I recognize her face, never forget her. She was not, she didn't have a Coke bottle figure no more. <laughs> her hair wasn't party as it used to be to me. I made a point with my thin self, with my together self. I walked up, hey, how you doing? I see you doing okay. I made sure she saw me. God got away. I'm serious. He got away of flipping the script. If you got your hand in God's hand. All right. I'm not done here. I'm going to also damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm spinning on Saul, damn his words in the kid. And while they are in the back of the kid, Saul, is, he's relieving himself. He has not found him. David's man said, Here is your chance. David goes up to Saul, and Saul does not hear them. David knows that Saul is God's anointed. And rather than kill, David knows he, Samuel has already anointed David to be king. He has poured out the oil. Samuel has already prophesied and spoken the word to Jesse and all his brothers, David will be the next king of Israel. David knows Samuel is right. He knows because guess what? David by this time has done tore up the bear, done killed the lion. Y'all ain't with me, huh? Done messed up Goliath. They know David supposed to be king, and David knows. Did David get big-headed? Did he try to get before God? No, the choice was, I'm waiting on God. What I know for is really right. You got to make the right choice. Choices can mess you up. I know many choices I look back over. At this point in my life, I wish I could wait. I could have went back and changed those things. Because I was dead wrong. You know why I was dead wrong? Let me tell you now. 
This is why I was dead wrong. Because guess what? I didn't consult God first. I've got out yourself. Get out of your feelings. At some point, you're going to have to grow up. Get young. Maya, Warren, got, got to grow up. In this world, you got to grow up real quick. Because guess what? The world ain't got no excuses for you. Okay? No one cares if you forgot to do something. No, you got to be on point. How do you stay on point? Because you allow God to lead your way. Well, Pastor, you trying to second let God know everything, but what if I still make the right choice? Yes, because guess what? God said he will work all things together for my good. How will he do that? This is how he will do that. Because I inquired of him before I did it. And I'm praying, and I'm thinking, God, this is what you want me to do. And if I make a mistake, watch me now. And I step out of what God wants me to do, even after I inquire, because I'm in my heart. God knows your heart now. Don't try to, you can't fool God. He knows you're trying. God said, what was meant for your bad, I turn it around for your good. But if you ain't never checked with God, and it's on you, guess what? That's your consequence. God will forgive you for what you've done, but for every action, there's an equal reaction. Y'all ain't real on me, huh? We got, we got murderers in jail right now. Let me back this up there, Dr. Jenkins. There was one time when they tried to check, uh, get Jesus. Jesus was teaching, so they said, let's trap Jesus. So they had a, a coin. On the coin was the face of Caesar. So they asked Jesus to try to trap him. Who, who, should, you, who should you give honor to? Because the coin. Jesus said, give honor. Give to who it's supposed to be given. Give what's for Caesar? For Caesar. Y'all with me? Amen. And give God what's for God. Amen. What's that saying to you? Listen to this very careful. Yes, God forgives people in jail. But, because you now found God in jail. You still got a price to pay. Uh, Are y'all with me? Uh, you got to pay your debt to society. God forgave you because you said, forgive me, Lord. But you ain't got me, you get out of jail. Amen. Choices. Y'all with me? Amen. Amen. David know the saw of God's anointing. And rather than kill him, David cuts a corner of his robe. See, sometimes we make choices and we compromise. It's still not the right choice, but we just we have to say, well, it ain't so bad. It's not so bad, I'm going to do it anyhow. God ain't going to be so mad at me, I'm going to do it. He wasn't supposed to touch Saul, not in his clothes. But guess what happens when the Spirit of God is embedded in you? Now that you're being raised up, I'm telling you, do not fight against this spiritual medicine that your, your, your people or your child are trying to give you right now. You need this. You know what I'm saying? You need this. I'm telling you. I was a preacher's son, left the preacher's house, went into the military. I was doing my thing and I was doing great. I was thinking of God. Yeah, sometimes. God got way of flipping the script on me. God will make you break. Yes, he will. He will take the matter from under you to get you back because you got to realize what your purpose is, first of all. All of you got purpose. All of us got a purpose. 
and a child of God without purpose is like wandering in this desert like the children of Israel in a circle. Their purpose was to leave Egypt and get to the promised land. No, because they didn't realize they just want to complain. Dude, they, it took them all those years to get to the promised land. It should have took them less than seven days. Uh, know your purpose. When you discover your purpose, you focus on your purpose and you stick to it. Because all kind of stuff going to come to your to do it. It's going to look real good. Everything that looks good ain't good for you. I should hope this falling on good ground. He knows that he should not touch Saul. He, he cuts Saul's robe up. David said, David Saul, he walks out of the cave. David is standing there. Hey. I could have taken your life. But you are God's anointed. But in the meantime, while it's all going on, look at David, y'all. David's heart is broken. It said that his spirit smote him, this text said. Because him and young people, brothers and sisters, an opportunity is not an opportunity if you have to compromise integrity to get it. Are y'all with me? And it will sit right with you. Can I make it applicable to you? I don't care how good you look. If you look that good, you don't got to go out with the boss to get the promotion. Because you will get the promotion. But now, while you walking in that promotion that you got because you went out with the boss, and this could be man or woman, now you feel like you owe who? The boss. And guess what? He ain't going to let you know, she ain't going to let you know that they did it for you. But if God gave it to you, you can do what's right all the time. All right. I know what I'm talking about. I'm a little witness. Because you don't owe nobody nothing. <coughs> but God. But God. I said, that's the only one you owe. Oh, yeah. You didn't give me this promotion. God, matter of fact, Matter of fact, you tried to take it from me, and guess what? God move out, move the other person out, but I don't know any way you want to do it. He'll move the other person out that you wanted to give it to, so you had no choice but to give it to me. No, I wasn't your last choice. I was the choice. You just didn't recognize it. I know who my God is. You don't recognize God. You serve a higher power, but I serve a God that sits high and looks low. Make the right choice. Do the right thing. Every time. David's heart was broken because hear me, young people. I told you that part. Listen to me, people of God. We want success without sacrifice. All right. But if it does not come to you the way you think it should, never make the wrong choice. Because success will not be shortchanged. You have to pay the price of success, and success never goes on sale. You hear what I'm saying to you? Success never goes on sale. There's never a basement bargain for success. It costs something. Don't you enter what nobody has. Don't you enter what nobody drives. Because you don't know what they got to do to keep that car rolling. Don't you enter with nobody else living. Because guess what? You, it may look good, but you can't make, you can't, you might have a heart attack trying to afford the mortgage they pay. You don't know what they're doing to keep it. 
strong right now. There's no bargain based in price on check. You can't get success on a fire sale. You can't get success out of going out of business sale. You cannot get success at somebody else's expense. You have to pay the price. You have to do the hard work it takes to be successful. It's hard work. Let me give you a few tidbits from God given to you through your pastor as some pastoral counsel today. If you're going to make it, you're going to have to be all, and if you want to be all that God wants you to be, make the right choice. Amen. Because there's no shortcut to say You can't go around what God has prescribed for your life. Y'all hear me? You may delay it, but you can't go around it. Because to do it any other way will not only shortchange you, but will make you less than what God intended you to be. Just do, there's two things that I'm through. If you're going to make it, not taking the shortcuts and making the wrong decisions, wrong choices, the first thing we must do is overcome some peer pressure. We got to overcome some peer pressure. This hyper-generational segregation of our time is bizarre. Dr. Jenkins, unhealthy and historically unprecedented. You have never seen the lack of people sitting at a table, in a room, in a restaurant, in a, not talking to each other because they are so busy texting, TikToking, Facebooking, Instagramming, or Twittering. They are at the table and don't even know each other. Because they in, in the house and can't even talk to each other. And the pressure that is on is, is you got it's for you and us to be, and you and us to be like everybody else. I ain't trying to do that. It, it's so great, the pressure. Everybody tries to live like they are on a reality show. You can't even sit down without taking a selfie or a picture of yourself. Hello, can Pastor help you in a nice way? Get over yourself. You aren't all of that. And in most cases, you are none of that. Because you don't look like you look on Facebook, WhatsApp, TikTok. You don't look like that on Facebook when you wake up in the morning. Get off of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and get your face in a book. Become literate. Learn how to write in cursive. Hello. Learn how to spell. Learn how to speak. Overcome trying to be like everybody else. I'm trying to be like, I can't be like anybody else because I'm just, I, I've come to the realization at this point I'm thanking God because it took to take a lot of stress off you that I don't have to be like nobody else. God didn't call me to preach, speak, sing. I ain't trying to sing like I ain't doing that. You stop it for fear. I'm just, I'm all right in my skin. All right. And when you get to that, you lose a lot of stress and you can focus. Because guess what? Not only do you realize that nobody else died for you, brother husband. But guess what? When you let's make it clear, if you want to skip over that Jesus died for you, who put food in your mouth? Who put the roof over your head? Why do you spend all this energy trying to please and impress people that don't you don't even know? I don't know why these people got to be so connected. I 
check myself, Sister Phil. Like you brought up about how Instagram and all those things can consume my time and these, these social media things. But guess what? On my little iPhone, I got a screen time check. Every end of the week, it gives me a screen time check to let me know what my daily screen time consumption was, what I was been doing on the screen. At one time, I had eight hours a day. I said, wait a minute, I, I worked an eight-hour job. You mean I'm on the screen for eight hours a day? I said, oh, no. I got to cut this out. So now my screen time down to what? Two hours. That's the time to check my bank account, make sure the church faithful pay, um, see who's viewing, and I'm off of them. No, I don't need to be a friend with you because you're really not my friend. You're just a person that's on Facebook, and that's all right. Let's get the right definition. A friend is someone that's sticking closer than a brother. When you look good, when you look bad, and things go right, when things go, when you don't feel right, and you talk right to them, that friend's still going to be your friend. That's a friend. That friend is there that you can call them in the midnight hour and say, you know what? I know you can't give me no money, but I just want you to listen to me. I want you to hear what I got to say. And guess what? If you don't say the right thing, they say, bro, that's not right, sis. Girl, that's not right. I, I love you, but that's not right. That's a friend. That's not someone that you they show the picture that maybe Charlie's not really not there. No, we live in the, we live in an ultra universe. Help me, Holy Ghost. Get connected to some good manners, some good sense. Get connected to dressing right. Proverbs three and five said, "Trust in the Lord." With all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Stop trying to make everybody else. You are not like everybody else. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of another kingdom. God saved you to be not better, but different. Different is all right. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm telling you. Dr. James, I got no degree. I got no degrees. I got my high school diploma. Because I had to make some right choices. I had to make some choices. Because when God tells you don't engage in extramarital sex, that's for a reason. So I did that before being married. And that's when the media showed up. God bless her. I've been hanging with her for a long time. Because she came around when I was still in the 11th grade. She's been daddy's girl a long time. But because of those choices, I had to give up. I'm telling you, I had to give up. Because of those choices, I had to give up. Y'all with me? A fully paid scholarship to Madoka Cooking. The choice I decided, I have a child. I can't go to school after like I got no responsibility. My butt got to go support this child and feed her. I didn't like it because I wanted to go play in the band. I want to party. I want to be a part of all No, I took my butt straight to the military. This so I'm going to, she won't eat. And her mama not going to worry me how to feed her. I didn't like it. I said, you know what? I could have did this and I could have did that. Every now and then I said, Ugh. But God got a way of working stuff. He got a way of changing stuff around. Because guess what? I don't have a good job because I'm so smart. I got a very good job and very good status in the community because God hooked that thing up because I made a right choice a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I try not to stay under his covenant and do my own thing and this that, God kept his hand over. Right. 
Because as I look back and I sit down and evaluate my circumstance, the situation, yeah, I didn't do it. I'm not in. I don't look, things don't look spectacular for me as it did some of my schoolmates. But guess what? I'm steady. I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm all right. I don't look like I'm three years older than I really am. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because God's got a way of keeping those who belong to Him. Make the right choice. Peer pressure. You don't have to. You don't have. To, you don't have to morning. You don't have to dress. Just you can get up and do your own thing. You don't have to be like nobody else. Just make the right choices. You don't have to worry about prayer pressure. Only person that I try to get up and be better than next in the morning. Y'all hear me now? Is try to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. That's all I gotta do. Be better than I did yesterday. I'm not trying to be better than Deacon Cook. Because Deacon Cook is a brilliant old man. He's going to catch me from saying all that. Right. 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 I did that on purpose. Because y'all, I don't want y'all going to sleep on me. Just be better than yourself. There's so many things to do. And guess what? Get connected to some elder folk some elderly people, some older people, not old people, older people that can show you where the curves in the road are. Yes. Listen, you don't have to run off the road and you got people around you done ran off the road before. Why are you trying to be like this? You can't talk to nobody. And and, and sing and sing. Listen, we not, and it's New Jerusalem, we ain't trying to act like we always been in church. Because somebody who just coming here needs to know that we don't look as good as we look now. Matter of fact, we don't even look as bad as what we've been through. Because God, we found, we found the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Besides him, there's no other. I done tried some other ways, y'all. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. But God got away. Even when I mess up, God still rewards me. He gives me new mercies each and every day. When I fall short of his glory, God still comes down. And, he, and guess what? He lets me know he's loving on me. I don't have to share with you. I know he does. He wakes me up, gives me good health, gives me good living. He, he lets me know. I did that for you. She know you did that. Say, look, I still did this for you. All right. You think I want to keep going back? No, no. Overcome the prayer pressure. Second thing, I said, I'm gonna be out your way real quick. Work hard. Hard work ain't never killed anybody. I'm a living witness. Hard work ain't never killed anybody. You get up in the morning, dress yourself. Hello. I think for those who have graduated and haven't decided what they want to do, I'm just thinking about, oh yeah, okay. You won't get a job. And I mean y'all, y'all haven't left the house yet. But you ain't grown until you left the house. You ain't grown until you start paying some bills. Then you grow. I did that you ain't grown. You can be if you what? Amy, if they would us, they ain't grown. I was grown until I got out of the house, got out of the house and said, man, it costs to be grown. 
So these adults right now making it look easy. They walk in here looking like they do what they want to do when they do. No, they're not. No, they're they being grown. They got responsibilities. If you ain't got nowhere to go, act like you got somewhere to go. Have a purpose. And out of mind, the Bible says it's the devil's workshop. Get up and be industrious. Get up, go to work. Work is not a sin, not a curse. Sin is a curse. Disobeying God's word is a curse. Adam and Eve was working before the curse. Matter of fact, before Adam got Eve, God had done given Adam a job. Y'all see that order, don't you? That's the tip right there. Y'all still see the order? Before I decided to get a woman, I ought to be working somewhere. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't even want to go. That's a whole nother class. That's a whole nother class. I don't understand it. He's so fine. I love him. What love got to do with it? Sister Philia, I went to the bank. They said, can I have your account number, please? They didn't ask me how many love I had. Give me your account number. I had to withdraw from my account, not from my love bank. Do the right thing, and everything will be right. Let me tell you why you're destined for success. Because, because you know the Lord, because you got manners, you're lining up with the will of God, that makes you different than everybody else. I don't care how qualified they are. If because you know the Lord and you line up with his ways, you dress different, you don't realize you're dressing different, you wear your hair different, you don't look like everybody else, and after all the applicants, they're looking at you. Because you know what? He don't look and she don't act like everybody else. They want to see what's up with you. I'm a living witness. And all they got to do is take one little deeper look. Because God got a wellspring. Up on the inside of you. Once they start looking at you, he said that the gifts that's on the inside of you, God knows when to stir your gifts up. He knows how to stir your gifts up, not so that you get so other people see more in you than you see in yourself. Y'all ain't hearing me. And when you know that you got God on your side, even though you fall down, you know you're destined to get back up. So you keep on trying, you keep on studying, you keep on doing. It will work out better for your good. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. He didn't say the weapon will be not be coming in. He said it will not prosper. So make the right choice. Do the right thing, even when you don't like it. David, and when really, you know the Holy Ghost working in you, because when you do something you're supposed to do, your heart is grieved and feels feel sad about it. Have mercy, Lord. You know that you're doing it. When you feel guilty, that guilt is the conscience. That conscience, that's the Holy Spirit convicting you of something you did that you should not have done. And you say, Lord, I, 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 I did it because I know I should have did it, but forgive me. You said, right then, Lord, forgive me. He takes it away. Don't act like it's all about you and you didn't get no wrong. Amen? Amen? Do the right thing. Get on the peer pressure. Work hard work. Stay focused, know your purpose, and everything be just all right. Put your hands in and give God a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We're not saying invitation to stop and shit. Maybe there's someone. You do not know the Lord on the sound of my voice. 
as the person said, if you're trying to accomplish things in life that have come in life, first of all, you need to put Jesus in the mix. And Jesus will come in and he'll re-energize you. First, he'll take care of you, change your thinking, transform your mind, give you a new mind. That way you can look at things differently. God will then make you become accessible because now you're in the family of God. So if you don't understand my voice while we're streaming, while you're standing in the sanctuary, you need to rethink yourself. You know the Lord. Just rethink yourself. That Lord, I'm going to recommit myself to you because you're worthy of all of me, not some of me. If there's one today, if there's one today, that you don't know the Lord is just saving. Now is the second time. Now is the day of salvation. Is there one? Say. 